0: Today's guest is an internationally known keynote speaker, comedian, fight director, stuntman, college professor, artistic director, and action hero. He has traveled extensively throughout the world speaking to audiences of all ages and backgrounds in 28 countries and over 4,000 live performances. He inspires you to set and reach your maximum potential and awaken your inner action hero. Welcome to the show, John. How are you doing? I am doing
1: great. I'm really excited to be here. I, I, I'm, I, I love the concept of Mirror Talk, and, and I think it's going to be a great, great uh, <laughs> great uh, uh, conversation.
0: Thank you so much for um, joining me today on this episode of Mirror Talk. I've been you know, enjoying our conversation before we started recording, actually. I was like, if we don't um, stop that conversation, we we'll won't record this episode. <laughs> so, I'm, so, I'm so grateful that you are here today and for making time for me, and I'm looking forward to everything I'm going to learn from you in this episode. So um, I would love us to, you know, first start by learning more about you and your life story. How did the breaking of your spine at the age of 22 change your life? And how did you change your life from being paralyzed to becoming a stuntman? Sure.
1: Well, let me, let me back up. So when I was a little kid, I really wanted to be the guy with the, with the sword in his hand. So I always had a stick in my hand pretending it was a sword. And I was always off playing in the woods pretending I was Robin Hood. And <laughs> having <that'd be> a <laughs> great time. And then I ended yeah. up getting taken to a Renaissance festival very, when, I was, when I was in my late teens, and I met two of the top fight directors in the world, and they saw a lot of talent in me as an actor and a combatant and offered to give me their training for free. So I got their training for free. During the same time, I was going for my black belt in Taekwondo. I was, I was very physically fit. Very strong, and in those days I had long Fabio hair, unlike this hairstyle I have now, which is much more aerodynamic. <laughs> um, um, and uh, I so I was really in a, in a good place, health wise, fitness wise. And a friend of mine said, "Hey, why don't you come over and help me unload my van?" And I said, "Sure, no problem." So I drove out to his house, and to me it was just like one more workout. So it was like I'm going to help him lift some heavy things, and I'm going to get a get a muscular pump out of this. And I yeah. climbed up in his van, and he was a professional potter. He made beautiful pottery, and his van was filled with 80-pound boxes of clay. And I got up in that van, and I picked up that first 80-pound box, and I twisted to set it outside of the van, and my bro- my spine broke in half. My upper spine disconnected from my lower spine. I collapsed. and was paralyzed. They took me to the hospital. The doctor says uh, – Mr. Davis, you have spina bifida occulta, which is I said basically what I said to him was good because I had no idea what he was what he was talking about. Um, Basically, what happened was three of my vertebrae never formed properly at birth, and so when I did the twisting action with the extra 80 pounds, I literally broke my spine in half at this weak point that I had that I did not even know I had. He then said to me, "He says we're not sure you're ever going to walk again, and we're really not. We we're definitely positive." that even if you do walk, you will never have a physical career. You'll never be able to do the stunt work. You'll never be able to be a fight director. You, know, you need to start looking at sedentary careers now, you know, because you're just never going to be able to do that. Yeah. And, you know, when, some, when, when you're 22 years old and, and your, your dreams are to be a stunt man and a fight director and have a very physical career, and a doctor tells you that, you go to some very dark places. And I really felt like I wanted to commit suicide, and and I mean, I was in some really bad places. And a buddy of mine showed up at the hospital, and he gave me a book called The Tao of Jeet Kune Do by Bruce Lee, and... Which, if you think about it, could have been a cruel joke because here was the martial artist who had just <laughs> been told he'd never do martial arts again, giving him yeah. a book by the greatest martial artist that ever lived, right, about martial True. arts. True. So it's like True. totally a crazy book. But yeah. when Bruce wrote that book, he was in traction in the hospital, had just been told he'd never do martial arts again. And that book, when you read that book, it's less about styles of martial arts and more about the philosophy of martial arts. And there were several things in that book that I discovered and latched on to that, that got me out of that bed. And one of them was staying very present in the present moment. Mm-hmm. And the other one was mental flexibility. And when you're in your present moment, you are, the, you are the person who declares your moment. You're the person who puts your thoughts, words, and deeds into action in your present moment. And mm-hmm. in that moment, I had to choose not to believe what the doctor's were telling me my future was going to be. And what my family was telling me, because you know, when you're in a situation like that, your family doesn't want you to get your hopes too high. Cause sure. they think they're, they're listening to the doctor as well. So they're out of the loving kindness of their heart, they're saying, yeah, you're not going to be a stunt man. You know, they're trying to break it to you. And I had to not take any of their belief because I, I decided then and there, nothing was going to stop me and that I'm going to become a stunt man and a fight director. So that day I started taking my present moments and I just started stacking them on top of each other. I started by flexing the, the muscles of my neck and I slowly worked the muscles of my neck and then I worked slowly down my back. I just started flexing the next muscle. I could flex my shoulders, my upper back, my latissimus dorsi muscles, my serratus muscles in the front. And uh, about, about 30 days in, I was able to flex my hips which was below the injury. Yeah. And then at 6 weeks I was able to sit up and walk around, go to the bathroom on my own, which didn't happen for a month. Wasn't able to wasn't able to go to the bathroom on my own. Mm-hmm. At, at at a year I was back to what I would consider a normal build, but not back to as strong as I was before. Mm-hmm. But at a year and 6 months I was back to where I was before. I was just as strong as I ever was. I was going for my black belt in Taekwondo, and I gave myself a gift. And that gift was I, <laughs> I climbed up on top of a three-story tower, and I jumped off into a, wow. a fall. <laughs> and then I went on to do over 4,000 – count that again – 4,000 live comedy sword fighting stunt shows all over the world, including the front lines of Iraq and Afghanistan. I also have Mm -hmm. climbed Mount Sinai. I climbed Machu Picchu. I swam in the River Jordan. I I swam in the Blue Lagoons of Iceland. I I have done everything I have ever wanted to do since because of my back injury. It was the Mm -hmm. greatest thing that ever happened to me, and it was the most traumatic thing that ever happened to me.
0: I really admire the... Your, your determination to take something so traumatic as that and no, um, not allowing it to stop you from achieving everything that you've ever dreamt about or dreamt of. That's, that's, really, that's really great. That's really amazing. And I also love the fact that, you, you know, you, you are so determined to overcome the limiting beliefs of others around you and to bring yourself back, you know, to your feet and on track to your mm-hmm. purpose. Fulfillment. Well, think,
1: about, think about this. As I told you before we got on air, I, I'm a mm-hmm. student of spirituality. I study it all. Buddha says, what you think you become, you create your world. Krishna Mm -hmm. said, you are the culmination of your thought. The Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. Um, Gandhi says, you must be the change you want to see in the world. Jesus said, whatever you ask in God's name is granted. And Moses said, God's name was I am. Now, what is I am? I am is a thought about your present moment. It's not I will be and not I was, it's I am, right? And so... I had to realize that that thought, my mere thoughts were going to create my outcome. My mere thoughts were going to, were going to give me the the lifestyle of being a stunt man or the fight director. And I have worked with major movie stars on films. I have done stunts, i 've been on fire, i've done all kinds of cra- crazy, wild, very <laughs> physical things in my life, all yeah. because of the fact that I took control of my experience. I decided to to do what was promised, because mm. I said earlier. Jesus said, whatever you ask in God's name is granted. Mm. But the, the next line is actually the more important line. Mm. And the line is, nothing will be impossible for you. Mm. And you get to choose. You get to agree. You know, God said, asking it is given. And you got to remember, you're the one asking. You're, you know, you, and the way you ask is by, by believing it. And yes. so when someone says to you, you know, you're never going to get out of that bed because you're, you're paralyzed. I can believe what he says, or I can believe what I'm creating.
0: Mm, yes. Does that make sense? It makes sense. Yes, yes. Yeah. You believe what you are creating, actually. Like right. you believe what you want for yourself. Right. The interesting yes. thing is that that um, have you ever heard of noetic science?
1: No. What's okay. Edgar Mitchell was an Apollo astronaut, and when he was coming back to Earth in the early '70s from a moon mission. He had a transcendental experience as he re-entered Earth's atmosphere. He went out of body. He did all, you know, amazing experience. He took Mm -hmm. the rest of his life and he created noetic science to try to figure out what are these spiritual experiences and how can I prove them scientifically. Mm -hmm. And what was interesting is one one of the experiments that noetics eventually did was it actually was able to measure thought waves. So when you think, they're actually able to measure the thought waves. They also discovered that when the person who was thinking focused their thought at a very specific point in space, the thought waves stopped there. They didn't go past that point. Mm -hmm. And the other part was that they know something's happening at that spot. They just don't, they can't measure what it is yet, but they can tell something's going on. Mm -hmm. So the thoughts are creating, right? It's right there in that moment. So... Well, as, you know, as the Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. And yes. Buddha says, you know, what you think you become. So yes. it's, the same, it's the same language. It's the same concepts. And now science is starting to prove it. Because if you want to look at it from a very interesting scientific perspective, Einstein said that everything that you see around you is pure energy. And if you hold your hand up and you look at your hand, you'll realize that your hand is pure energy. But then, the, then it gets weird because then you realize the eyes that you're looking at that hand with are pure energy. Mm-hmm. And the air in between your eyes and that hand is nothing but pure energy. Mm-hmm. So you are literally looking at the image of God because God is the energy, wow. right? And yes. we are created in God's image, right? So mm-hmm. here you are in this place. And, now, God said, ask and it is given. Well, how does he give it? You ask with your thoughts and your beliefs, and it is created in the image around you. And that's, that's how it works. And yeah. that's what I've discovered in my life, is that I, I, I trust that God is true to his word. And I just mm-hmm. believe it, and I, and I get everything I've ever asked for. Everything wow. I've ever asked for.
0: So that, that's having great faith, like having faith in God. He's yeah. like going to do everything you ever ask for.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what's interesting is I, when they asked talk to Einstein about God, it, that's one of the things I find most fascinating. Einstein said he, he believed in the God of Spinoza. And that's an interesting quote. Spinoza was a scientist who believed that the universe was so perfect and everything that you see is so perfect that it has to be a higher consciousness. So he believed that God was this larger consciousness that encompasses all. Mm -hmm. And when Einstein said, I does not believe in the God of Spinoza, he then followed it up with, I don't believe in a patriarchal or a matriarchal God. I don't believe in a guy with a gray beard sitting on a cloud. I believe mm-hmm. that this energy, this, this pure form energy that I know from, just from the sheer perfection of it has to be designed. It has to be consciously designed. Yeah. So he believed, Einstein, the, most, the biggest science brain in the world, be- believed that God was this pure energy that we live in. And yes. so it's, ama- it's an amazing thing once you come to that, that expression of self because, you know, um, Jesus said, I am the son of God. He also said, you are the children of God. And the difference between those two statements is one of them owned his position with God, Hmm. right? The son of God. And it's an interesting thing, right? And then, then he says, he follows it up with, greater works than I have done, you will do. So he's basically saying, you have the ability. I'm just showing you your potential. I'm just showing you what you can create into your life. And you know, there's no way that I should have ever been able to do four thousand stunt shows. I never got my back fixed. Yeah, I never it's had a sur- never had surgeries or anything. But mm. I have done I have done crazy things with my body, <laughs>
0: <laughs> crazy <laughs> things with my body. Some of them yeah. I won't
1: mention on your podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I call it call a miracle as in going from you know being paralyzed. And without, going through, undergoing, without undergoing any surgery, you became, you know, fixed. You, right. know, you could do crazy things with your body. <laughs> right. And, and it's, tr- yes. it's
1: true, though, because, you know, the thing is, is, is spirituality and, and religion do, diverge in certain points because, as I said to you before we went on the air, I believe that, that the, the idea of a God is too great to be encompassed by one religious thought or one religious doctrine. I think it's in everything. So when I look at my personal journey, I know that, that if it wasn't for my mom being a, having her master's degree in liturgy and making me go through the 12 years of Confraternity for Christian Doctrine, CCD, right? For those of you who don't know what that meant. Right? Um, to, if it wasn't for that foundation in, in Christianity, for, for me to start from, and then when, she, when I turned 18, she said, spirituality is a personal journey. Go study and find what you believe. And I went and I, I took her at her word too. And I went to India and I went all over the world studying spirituality. And I came back with a much broader perspective than just, just and what was really interesting at the end of her life, she and I would have long, deep conversations about spirituality and what it really meant. And it, she said to me that it broadened her faith. Because she found what I was saying wasn't using the same words, but it was explaining some of the same principles. And so it literally is just a perspective in, in my mind. If that makes yes. any sense.
0: Yeah, it does. So is this your experience, you know, influenced your creation of the five F formula.
1: Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Now let's so talk. Can you walk
0: me through this. Yeah.
1: Let's talk about them because it's interesting. The first of the five F's is fearlessness. Mm. You know, fearlessness and. When I ask audiences all over the world what fear is, the first thing they, they do is go silent. They, they can't come up with a good definition of what fear is. And yeah. then somebody in the back of the room will say, you know, false evidence appearing real. Right? You know, that's <laughs> the one you always hear for fear. Yeah. But when you break down fear scientifically, what you get is an emotional reaction to some future event that may or may not happen with you focused on a negative outcome. You putting your faith in a negative outcome, so by putting your faith in a negative outcome, by putting your belief in the negative outcome, you're creating the negative outcome right The people who get who bypass their fears are the ones who choose to think positively um and it's interesting because what happens is most people get stuck in their fear, and their their fear is a struggle right in 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 Sufism, which is a brand of, of Islam, they believe that God is on one side of a veil and we're on the, on the other side of the veil, and the veil is our fear and that our life is the struggle against the veil, right? So it's, it's got yeah. this same fear response. And Buddha says the secret of enlightenment is the eradication of fear. How do you eradicate fear? That's the toughest part. Fear is a primal response. It's, it, it's a survival response. You know, we have fears because we think we're in a danger, we might get killed or... or and it comes from our caveman days from way back. And yeah. the interesting thing is, fear has, has several physiological actions that happen. The first thing that happens is, is when something gets fearful, they go, oh, and they gasp for air, oh, mm-hmm. right? And if yeah, you're a parent, yes, if yes. you're a parent and you've ever seen your kid almost get hurt, I guarantee you, as a parent, you have gone, oh, right? right, right. <laughs> I guarantee true. it, right? But the yeah, interesting yeah. thing is, you ask anybody when they're scared. They say, I feel like I can't breathe. I feel like I can't breathe, right? Well, it's not that they can't breathe. It's that their body has gone and stored all this air in their lungs so that they can run further and faster. That's what. It's not that they can't get air. It's their body has too much air. And then when you talk to an actor on Broadway or in a movie even, if they forget all their lines, they have a fear response, right? They're literally trained at that moment, to exhale and go, relax all their muscles. And it shuts off the fear response and all their lines rush right back into their head mm. because it turns the cognitive thinking brain back on. So if you ever find yourself in a negative state, a fear state, and, and that, think of what I just said though, negativity is fear, yeah. as, is, as is fear. You know? so, so you find yourself in a negative state, you find yourself in a fearful state, take a second to just exhale. <sighs> right, and then get focused on a new direction. You know, I, I went to the front lines of Iraq and Afghanistan on six U.S. tours and I asked soldiers in the field, I said, how can you go into a situation where you might get shot at or blown up, and, and how, can you, how can you just do that? Mm-hmm. And they said the first thing they had to do was they had to get together and all go, ah, okay, we're doing this. It all, it all exhale,
0: right? We're yes, doing this thing. Yes, yes.
1: But then they also had an objective to focus on and the positive uh, um, successful outcome of that objective. So Mm -hmm. they got fearlessly focused. There's two F's right there for you. Fearlessly focused, right? Now they're focused on a positive outcome. What you focus on, you will see in your life. Mm -hmm. I'll give you an example. I, I love Jeeps. I've had six of them in my life. I've got one in my garage right now up on 35 inch tires, beautiful Jeep, you know, Love it. Mm-hmm. Love my Jeeps. When I drive down the road, I see every Jeep on the road. I see every <laughs> Jeep next to every house. I see every Jeep out there because my conscious mind thinks Jeep and I see Jeeps, right? Mm-hmm. If you know negative people, the reason they're negative is because they're focused on negative and their subconscious mind is showing them negative. And so mm-hmm. here, now here's, here's the death trap of that. The other job of your subconscious mind is to collect present moment memories and store them as subconscious belief. Mm -hmm. So now you've got this thing where you're focused on a negative. It's showing you a negative. You're creating a negative present moment, which is stacking in your subconscious belief, which is creating an unending cycle of negativity. That's Mm -hmm. why negative people are always negative, right? Mm -hmm. The only way you break this cycle behind you is to start something new, or as they would say in the Bible, be born again. Mm. You know, set your past down and start something new. And the way you do that is you consciously decide to choose the positive and put your thought, word, and deed in your present moment towards a positive outcome. So you got fearlessly focused, but you have to believe it. You have to have faith, fearlessly focused with faith, right? Mm. Once you get that faith in there— that faith element, now you're, you're going to trust it. Now, sometimes you can't have faith because what faith really is is trust, and trust is developed by results over time. And so what you have to do is go to the next of the five Fs, which is follow-through. You have to start stacking present moments, successful moments, and positive moments until you have enough of them behind you that you can believe that you're creating a positive outcome, right? So you got fearlessly focused with faith Follow through. True. Right? And then the last one. The last one is the one that trips everybody up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (coughs) And that's flexibility. Mm. Because as you're going for your goal, something is always, always going to show up that seems contrary to what you're trying to achieve. Mm. And in that moment, you can choose to be stopped or you can choose to say, oh, okay, I have to deal with this to get to my goal. Because... Mm -hmm. As I said to you earlier, I see Jeeps because I'm focused on Jeeps. Yes. But if I'm focused on the positive goal and my subconscious mind shows me an obstacle, it's not showing it to me to stop me. It's showing it to me to say, okay, deal with this, solve this problem, and you'll get your goal. You have to never take your eye off the end target. And you have to realize that anything that comes up between you and your, your, your end target is just something that's being presented to you to deal with. And... Because if you allow yourself to to believe that you're stopped, mm-hmm. you've created a new faith element, which is how you ask God for your outcome. So you're putting that faith in stopping, so you're stopped. Mm-hmm. And it, it seems true. so simple, <laughs> you know, when you think about it this yeah. way. And I think that's the problem with it is It's so simple that we can't grasp it. We want to make it harder than it is. You know, re- the honesty comes down to Make each present moment as positive and in alignment with the outcome you want as you can until you get the thing you want.
0: Yes. So just staying on track all the time. Right. Yeah, yeah.
1: And we, if you're we, a person we, of faith, realize, realize that that present moment is the I am moment. And when Moses asked God what his name was, Moses said, I am. Yes. I, mean, the, I mean, the burning bush said, I am. So God's name is I am. So when you say, I am achieving... You're getting it, yes. right? I, the, the, the issue that people have is they take this I am moment, and they and God gives them exactly what they put after I am. And a lot of people say, I am wanting, I am needing, I am hoping, I am trying. And God says, okay, have some want, have some need, have some hope, have some try, right? Yeah. But if you can change those words to, I am creating, I am enjoying, mm. I, am, I am surviving, I am a stuntman, I am a yes. fight director. You know, I'm mm-hmm. going to work with Brad Pitt. I'm going to work with David Duchovny. I'm going to, you know, I did all that, right? Mm-hmm. I moved to Ohio to be close to my son and I got here. I said, okay, well, I'm still going to do my fights and stuff, but, you know, I should find a, a job here local. I am going to be a college professor, mm-hmm. right? I literally said that. I am going to be a college professor. Yeah. Now, my degree was in architecture, but all of my my life experience was in stunts and fight work. And theater and film. So what happened? A month after I got here, I got hired to do fights for a play up in the Cleveland Playhouse, right? And it was my favorite year. And I went in and taught the fights. And the guy who was the lead of the play, really amazingly talented man, Matthew Wright, and he says uh, at the end of the play, he says, you're a really good fight director. I, I don't think I've seen anybody as good as you in this area. He says, have you, ever, have you ever thought about doing a master class at a college? And what a master class is, is, one, is a one-time deal, one class. Mm-hmm. I said, I'd love to do a master class. He says, well, I'm, I'm the dean of theater at Oberlin College. Mm-hmm. How'd you like to come out and do a master class? So I said, great. So I went out and did a master class. At the end of the master class, he says, I offered you the master class because I wanted to see how you taught. How'd you like a semester? And then I taught there for six years. <laughs> right? Wow. Wow. So yes. I, I am going to be a college professor. I am a college professor. That's That I am statement went out to God. God gave it to me in exactly the way it was supposed to happen. That's why I've been able to achieve everything I've ever wanted in my life is because I understand that my thoughts, words, and deeds go out to the source. And the source always gives me exactly what I'm focused on, be it positive or negative. Because that, yes. it didn't say... Ask and it's given if it's positive.
0: Mm. It
1: says, "Ask and it's given." Period. Yes. <laughs> right, right, right. Yes. So, yes.
0: ask and shall be given unto you.
1: Yeah, yes. right. And and yes. it's, it did, there's no part in there where it says. There's no part there where it says. Ask and if you believe in Jesus, it's given to you. It didn't say that. Mm. It says, "Ask and it's given." Mm. But the way we ask is our is the belief in our present moment.
0: love your your M5F um, formula. Like I am fearless, I am faithful. No, sorry, I am I am I am fearless. I am focused. I am a person of faith. I am following through, and I am flexible to achieve my goals. Yeah, yeah. And what's interesting about that is they're all
1: based in the fight or flight response and spirituality. And mm. when I when I when I teach this in my my corporate speeches, one of the things that I do is I I pick up the most timid person I can find in my audience. And I bring her to stage. And it's always a woman because it always just seems to work out that way. And I bring yeah. the woman to the stage, and she's very timid. She's afraid to be in front of that giant audience, right? Yeah. But in five minutes' time, in five minutes, she will learn to crack a whip and hit targets out of my hand with the whip. Now, how does that happen? Well, it happened because I understand I can, I can mitigate her fears just by the way I deliver my, my information, I can give her positive reinforcement and show her that she's, she's capable all the way through. Whenever she has a fear that comes up, I just instantly negate it. So, for instance, um, she walks on stage. She's afraid of being in front of that audience because she's really afraid of them, what they're going to think of her. And before she can get too deep into it, I say, isn't she a rock star? And they cheer for her. So I've just negated that fear, right? Yeah, yeah, By the time we yeah. get to the point where I'm holding a target and she's already cracked the whip, I say, I promise you're not going to hurt me. Mm. You know, I don't know whether she's going to hurt me or not, actually, but, <laughs> but if I say, I promise you're not going to hurt me,
0: mm. and
1: she puts faith in that, she's not going to hurt me. Let me tell you the results of that, that process. I, u- I use the five Fs for the entire process. The results of that process are I have done that hundreds and hundreds of times, and I have never been hit. And the target
0: always has been. That, that that works wonders. Actually, it it acts our mind for success. Yeah, well,
1: and you think about it, for me, like I said, I've achieved everything I've ever wanted, and mm-hmm. it's because I use these principles in everything I choose to create. So, um, right now, I'm in the process of creating a beach house because I want to. I'm gonna, I'm 57 years old, and in, you know, seven years or eight years, I want to retire to the beach. Mm-hmm. So, I'm in the process right now of manifesting that beach house and things. I see things already in motion for that. Awesome. Things are already falling into place to get that house. Um, awesome. But it, it literally is belief. It comes down to your faith. Believe, mm-hmm. believe it. And then yeah. put your three creative elements into play, thought, mm-hmm. word, and deed. Yes. Think it, so, say it, and do it. You know, and the, the middle one, say it. Mm-hmm. The book of Genesis starts with, in the beginning is the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Your word goes out, and it is with God, and God creates it in the image. Mm, so yeah, that, that's yeah. basically what that means in my mind, right? Yeah. So yes. my thoughts, words, and deeds go out into this, this energy and just formed around me. Now, how does it form? It, it may form around you like, like it did for that college professor thing. It formed around me by, by me being put in the right place to I meet know? the right person at the right time. You know, when, when 9-11 happened here in the States, um, the first victim that came out of the Twin Towers was the fire department chaplain. And when they, they, when they went into his wallet, he had a card in his wallet that was laminated. And it says, take me where you want me to go. Show me who you want me to meet. Tell me what you want me to say and help me stay out of the way. Mm. Right. So it literally comes down to that place of putting your faith in what you're trying to create, but also putting your faith in, it's going to come to you. Mm. And everything he said there was like, show me this. And so God shows him, tell me what you want me to say, puts the words in his mouth. Have you ever had the experience when you're talking to somebody and you just say the right thing at the right time?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's God talking through you. Hmm. That's the, that's, that's, that's the way it works, right? That person needed that at that time. And you just happened to say the right thing at the right time because you are part of the source.
0: Yes. Yes. That's awesome. (laughs) So, um, you know, I'm I'm trying to learn this, you know, earlier you talked about, um, eradicating fear Uh and, um, from your experience, from you know jumping off, you know high um, heights, for example, or you know climbing up, um, climbing up mountains. How do you eradicate those fear in order to you know perform those actions that you performed?
1: How do I break the fear? Well, yes. Well, the first thing I do is I exhale.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: <sighs> right. And then, and then I, yeah. I, once again I, I get very focused on what, what I'm trying to achieve. You know, when you're mm-hmm. when you're standing on top of a, a big tall tower, and you're getting ready to jump off. I guarantee you, you're not focused on the tower, and you're not focused on the ground next to the pad you're going to land on. You're focused on the pad, right? (laughs) You focus on where you're going to put your butt at the end of this jump, right? Mm. You're focused Mm. on the positive outcome. So it comes back to the fearlessly focused, right? When I, to eradicate my fears, I literally had to do those two things every day. I had to exhale and become very resolved in my faith, Mm -hmm. and I had to... Focus on the positive outcome. Yeah. And then I had to take the actions. I had to put my yes. thoughts, words, and deeds into play. It's the same mm-hmm. thing. The hard part is, is like I said, people people really want to make it hard. They want to come up with all these these processes and solutions where it really is as simple as what I'm saying. Exhale ah, and get focused on a positive outcome and take an action towards it. You only the thing is people the reason people get freaked out is because they're sitting in their present moment, and they're looking at the future, at this possible outcome. Mm-hmm. And it's daunting, and sometimes it's scary. You know, I'm on the side of a cliff climbing up, and this possible outcome is I could fall to my death, right? But, mm-hmm. but the interesting thing is the future is malleable. Mm-hmm. And you set goals. It's just a place where you set goals for your next present moment. But the way, it, the way you get that goal, you'll never go to next Thursday and have it because you're not going to jump to the future, right? Mm-hmm. And you can't go to the past either. What mm-hmm. happens is you do the things here in the I am moment that are positive and in alignment with the outcome you're looking for, mm-hmm. and it comes to you and surrounds your present moment experience because when you experience it, it's going to be in the here and now, not in the future, and mm-hmm. so it literally comes down to just stacking present moments successfully and positively. It, I mean, it's, that's that's the way it works. I am is not I will be, you know, <laughs> or I was.
0: Yeah. Right. It's yeah. I am. Stay right. Do you know what Amen means? No. What does it mean? No. It's, almost it's, it, nobody conf- does. And I'm so glad confirming conform, what um, confirming um, like okay. affirming what um, has been said. Right. Right. Was, well, it actually means so
1: be it. Yeah, yeah. means it's done right now, Mm -hmm. not in the future, not in the past. Amen is a very present moment word. Mm -hmm. Everything is present moment because God is the great I am. I am that I am. That was the actual response to to Moses, right? I am that I am. And so uh, if you can put your I am into play and say, my present moment is positive, is successful, and I don't, I don't even consider the fact that I'm paralyzed. I don't consider the fact that I'll never be a stuntman. I, I, you can't allow that faith to permeate your belief because if you allow that to permeate your belief, you're creating that into your experience. I had to say, no, you, you're wrong, and I am a stuntman. Yes. And, I, and, I, and I did it. I mean, I, mean I, I truly went on and became a stuntman. And yeah. I've did more. i done more sword fights than most actors will ever do in their life, <laughs> right? Ever do
0: in their life. Yeah. And, yes, and yes.
1: I did it with a bad back.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. wow. So um, using everything we've talked about so far right now, like with the f- um, 5F formula, you know, staying focused, like being positive, like being flexible and trying to achieve one's goal in life, how, how do we then address, you know, the negative people? in our lives or around us? You know, when trying to be positive and always focused on our goals, how do we address those um, negative influences or people around us?
1: Uh, Well, the the, the interesting thing about that is is that is their choice, number one. You have to realize that if they're negative, they can choose that. But the best Mm -hmm. way to change that perspective is to be the positive in their life. And I'll I'll give you an example. When I was... (laughs) I was at a restaurant one time, (coughs) and... (laughs) The waitress literally walked up to our table and said, I'm having a bad night, and I'm sorry, it's going to reflect in the service. <laughs> okay. Right? <laughs> yeah. The guy that I was with was instantly mad. Yeah. Because he was like, yeah. I, he wanted good service. Mm-hmm. I said, this is exactly how this went, too. I said, I'm so sorry you're going through that. Why don't you sit down, and I'll get you some dinner? Wow. <laughs> right, right? <laughs> right? And, yeah. she, and she looked yeah. at me. And she started laughing. I said, I'll handle the rest of your tables too. Don't worry about it. Right? Not nah. Really? <laughs> right? She she laughed. Yeah. She thought it was funny, right? Yes. The more positive I kept throwing at her, the more she laughed. Mm. The more, the more she the more I got her to laugh, the more she hung out at our table. Mm. By the end of the night, I was watching her laugh at other people's tables. Now when she first walked up to us, her belief was she was having a bad night. Yeah. I became the example of a good night. Mm-hmm. Right. And what in, in, um, in uh, is it Hinduism, the, the Bodhisattva, you know what a Bodhisattva is? No, what's that? A Bodhisattva is, is someone who has reached a level of enlightenment that they could go to the next level, but chooses to stay here to be an example and to change people's vibration. Okay. So they choose yeah. you, you get, to, you get to be the bodhisattva in everybody's life around you. I, and here, here's the quickest and easiest way to do it. You know, you're looking at me right now, you've probably noticed that I smile a lot. Yes. I smile a lot. And it, mm. it's just my natural state. I feel like I should be smiling because I always feel good, right? Mm. When I walk through the streets, I'm smiling. Mm. And I'm always amazed when I walk past someone and they do a double take and then smile at me, (laughs) It shocks them to see someone smiling, first of all, but then they smile back because it's infectious. You know, positive positive energy is hundreds of times more powerful than negative energy. And and when I look at negative energy, I look at it from a a metaphysical perspective, is that the Apostle John said God is love, and the opposite of love is fear. Mm. It's not hate because hate is just a product of fear. So if the opposite of love is fear, then the best thing that I can do is be love. Mm. And so I, I just go through life loving everybody I'm, I'm with and loving everybody I meet. And I, have, I literally have traveled to 30 countries around the world. And I have been to so many countries and met so many wonderful people, many of which I didn't even speak the same language with. Mm. But we all just laughed and got along. Because we just, and I'll tell you, tell you an interesting story. I went to Egypt in the year 2000. And <clears throat> when I traveled through Egypt, everywhere I went, I was meeting new friends, didn't speak the language at all, joking, laughing, having a fun time. And finally, it culminated, I went all the way out to the middle of the Sinai Peninsula to Mount Sinai. And I got to Mount Sinai. And everywhere I go, it's just been an amazing experience. Everybody I talked to, I became friends with. And they treated me like a prince everywhere I went. And I got to Mount Sinai, and I checked into my hotel. I made friends with the manager as I checked in. And when you climb Mount Sinai, you start at 1 o'clock in the morning. And the reason you start at 1 o'clock in the morning is because if you start at 1, you get to the top just before sunrise. So now you're sitting on the top of Mount Sinai watching the sunrise. How cool is that, right?
0: Yeah, right? Beautiful. Yeah.
1: Beautiful. So 1 o'clock in the morning, I start climbing. I'm an hour and a half into my climb. It's now 2.30 in the morning. In the darkness, on the side of Mount Sinai, I hear, John, John, <laughs> which, by the way, being on the side of Mount Sinai in the dark and hearing your name called in the darkness is kind of weird. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's could be, it's could be, God is calling we'll you or something. Bro. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it wasn't God. It was, <laughs> it was the manager of the hotel running up the mountain to give me a coat because he thought I'd be cold. Oh, wow. Because that's how I was treated, right? But that's how I treated him too. The next day I came down from the mountain and right at the base of the mountain is St. Catherine's Monastery. And I'm walking through this beautiful Byzantine monastery, all the Greek Orthodox beards and the incense and the beautiful. I'm walking through and I hear this guy say, hey, are you American? I said, yes, I am. He says, I'm American too. He says, have have you been having problems since you've been here? I said, no, everybody's treating me like a prince. He says, everywhere I go, people want to fight me. (laughs) Five minutes later, I wanted to kick the guy's butt. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's what he was putting out. Mm. You know what you reap you do so. Yes. You know what you put out into the world, pe- you you are you are getting what you're putting faith in. People wanted to fight him because he believed, they wanted to fight him. Mm-hmm. I got a loving response because I believed in loving them first and yes. and I believed in their in their innate goodness. And so I got a loving response. That's really the way the world works is you know what you put out you are creating and what you put out in your belief of, of achievement, same thing. If you want to be successful in life, you want to take your business to the next level, start yeah. choosing to believe you're going to be successful. Start yeah. choosing to believe you're going to meet the monetary number, number you're trying to get to. You, know, yes. you want to have a loving relationship? The number one thing you can do is start loving yourself fully so that you can find somebody who will love you fully because you can't cho- choose to change yourself out of fear to be something for somebody else. If you want someone to love you unconditionally, they have to know who you are. Right? <laughs> right. So you have yes. to be you. So you have to choose to be the love in the world. And and that love is just pure positivity. You know, you can look at that love from a very esoteric term or, or a romantic term. It's just pure vibrational positivity. And if you yes. take pure vibrational positivity and put it out in the world, it's kind of come back to you a hundredfold.
0: Yeah. Yes! Wow. See, I really find your your story and your life yeah, so inspiring. Like so, so um, encouraging. Also, you know, full of faith, full of you know, fearlessness, full of you know, focus, focus, and flexibility. That's really awesome. And I I find it really you know inspiring. As I said earlier, that you know you moved from being paralyzed to you know and to becoming a comedy sword fighter and as as well as um a corporate action hero. So I would I would love you to like explain this to me. What was um a comedy sword fighter. What <laughs> and what is a corporate um, action hero? What, okay. what, 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 are the, what are these two terms?
1: Okay, so the comedy sword fighter. I started my, my sword fighting career at Renaissance festivals. And mm-hmm. I put together a show called Hack and Slash. It was a sword mm-hmm. fighting comedy show. And I was a knight, and my partner was a squire. And we wore these funny costumes. And for those of you guys who don't know what a Renaissance Festival is, basically what that means is for many years I was wearing tights and living in the woods (laughs) doing doing a comedy show. That comedy show took me to the front lines of Iraq and Afghanistan because Mm. people from the Pentagon saw the show and asked us to do USO tours. Now, the corporate action here is an interesting animal because – At this point in my career, I was 21 years into doing my comedy sword fighting show after my back injury. Mm. And I was discovering that I was enjoying the time off of the stage more than I was on the stage. And the reason I was enjoying it off the stage more is because when I was off the stage, I would sit out in the audience and talk to people. And I I was saving marriages. I was helping them achieve more in their life because of what I learned from my back injury. And so I was able to take these five Fs and those responses and, and have people break free of their limiting beliefs. I have one lady that I worked with who was agoraphobic. She was afraid of leaving her house. And after working with her for a couple of years, she took a solo trip to Africa and climbed a mountain and hung out with gorillas. Wow. Right? From Akron, Ohio or Canton, Ohio, right? She, she, she left her home and left our continent and went to Africa and hung out with gorillas. You know, that's just someone who wouldn't leave her house. So by, by doing that, I was, I was feeling the power of that. And then I said, well, I want to be able to do that for people, but I also want to play with whips and nunchucks and comedy and do all that cool stuff that I, I do over here too. So I created the Corporate Action Hero. And now what I do is I go into, into corporations where people are the most fearful and the most limited in their belief. And I awaken their interaction here by showing them what they're capable of, by using the the lady with the whip on stage and you know having people sit in chairs and lay back on each other and take all the chairs away so they're suspended off of each other, doing all kinds of fun comedy routines, but layering in these five Fs so that they can use them in their life. And what happens is at the end of those events, the people that have come on stage have had a life-changing experience because they've just experienced something they've never done before. And the people who watch them on stage know that those people were timid. They were the people who they couldn't believe did what they just did. So they yeah. also had a life changing experience because they said, "Well, if they can do it, so can I." So I'm, I'm able to go into a, a, an environment and have them
0: have them break their through their adversities and she mm-hmm. start to achieve more very quickly. Yes. Well, um, as a um, as a stunt as a, as a stuntman and com, um, comedy sword fighter. Um, Have, you know, crazy things happened to you before that, you know, caused you to, caused your faith to waver, for example, or caused you to be a little bit fearful or forget about the 5F formula? Like any crazy thing that could have happened that made you for a split second to be scared or something or to be fearful?
1: Before my accident, my my father was an alcoholic and emotional abuser, and I was the Mm -hmm. one of his seven kids he didn't like. So I I had Mm -hmm. very low self-esteem. I was an extreme Mm -hmm. introvert. Um, Mm -hmm. And actually, when I finally met those two fight directors and they started giving me positive reinforcement, Mm -hmm. that's what changed my life because I saw two men who were doing things that I wanted to do who saw talent and gave me positive reinforcement. So in, in my life, you know, there's always there's always moments. And I'll tell you where a lot of the moments where people get into their fears are are usually in the moments of of wanting to be loved or be in some sort of romantic situation. They want to have yeah. a boyfriend. They want to have a girlfriend. A lot mm-hmm. of times their fears of their past will come up at that point because all of the the, the lack of belief in self shows up. Now, what is mm-hmm. that lack of belief? It's the fear of not being loved, right? Mm-hmm. It's, and so your job is to recognize fear for fear no matter what it's afraid of. Now, mm-hmm. if I'm afraid of it not being loved, my job is to, number one, exhale. Ah, right? yeah, And then put my mind on, on focus. Now, You know, I've been (laughs) – I'm going to make you laugh here. (laughs) Um, (coughs) I I have a nickname and that nickname is Triple X. Triple X. Triple X. The reason it's called Triple X is because I have three (laughs) ex-wives.
0: Right? (laughs) Right? Yeah.
1: The lesson that I learned from my three ex-wives was Hmm. I can't change myself for somebody else. If they're asking me to change myself to be with them, they don't love me. They love their vision of what I could be. Mm. And so, if someone's going to love you for who you are, then you have to be you fully. I I often, when working with somebody who wants to find a new relationship, I'll say, "Really? Well, what are you doing to do that?" And they say, "Well, you know, I'm going to the bars and I'm doing this. I'm, you know, I'm hanging out at the clubs and and so I ask, them, "Well, let me ask you a couple questions before you started looking." were you somebody who liked to hang out in bars and go to clubs? And they're like, oh, no, that's not. I said, so you're going to a place with people who like to hang out in bars and go to clubs to meet somebody that will love you, but you don't like that place. So why don't you just, well, I said, what do you like to do? And they say, well, I like to go bike riding in the park. I like to go hiking. I said, why don't you join some clubs that go hiking and bike riding? Why don't you start doing the things that you do love to do and just start a conversation with people. Don't look for a relationship. Just start a conversation with people. Find somebody who likes you for you. And as Nietzsche would say, the, the greatest way to have a, a, a successful relationship is to foster the friendship first. Hmm. Because if you, can, if you can be a friend with your partner, you, that can last forever. Yeah. But the second you're not a friend anymore, your relationship's done. And I know that because I've had three of them go like that. <laughs> mm, mm,
0: yeah, that's that's so deep. Yeah, yes, wow. So <laughs> i love to. Yeah, that that's really that's really touching. Actually, like you have to first, you, you don't have to change yourself for anyone. That's what I, I got from what you said. Now, and then you have to like you know foster this friendship with them. Like let them love you for who you are, love them for who they are, right. and then if you are compatible that way, then you could have a friendship that could last forever.
1: Right, and if yes. you're if you're the one putting the the conditions, and that—that's—that's that's what I'm saying. If you, if they have to change, you have just put a condition, which means your love is conditional, mm. right? And yeah, if they're not going to change, they're not going to change. And if they do change, they're not going to like it because they were already being who they are. True. You know. So you need to you need to make sure you understand what that you you also can be the person putting conditions on people. That's true. And love them for who they are. And if, if that person is not right for you, then it's, it's okay to move on mm-hmm. and find the next person who is right for you.
0: Yes, yes, that's right. So I, I would love to go back to you being a stuntman now, like, <laughs> just to digress, to change the old um, topic. So from, from, from a stuntman's perspective, what's the difference between um, a superhero and an action hero? That's a great, a great question. Now, an action hero,
1: Mm. is an ordinary individual who creates extraordinary results, mm. right? A superhero is a person who wears their underwear on the outside of their pants, has been radiated by some sort of goo and has superpowers. Right? <laughs> yeah. But here's yeah. the interesting yeah. thing about superheroes. Superheroes are really slackers. Because when a superhero does a super thing, they're not really getting out of their box. They're doing what's expected. But an action hero... On the other hand, they're ordinary people who are creating extraordinary results in service of others. So yeah. that's the main difference between the two: is one of yeah. them has bad fashion sense and superpowers, <laughs> and, and one of them is an ordinary individual who has shown a superpower. Yes, that means every one of us can be action heroes. Then everybody can, and everybody is. They're mm. already creating their experience. Yeah, it's just a matter yeah. of becoming conscious about your creation, yes. you know. Because a lot of you know, you, if you're if you feel that you've been a victim your entire life, and you're mm-hmm. seeing that in your life, that's because you're creating that into your life. Mm-hmm. If you feel like you are, you know, have you ever known anybody who just always knew that the money was going to be there no matter what?
0: They, mm-hmm. always,
1: <laughs> you ever noticed they always seem to have money? Yeah, because they believe that.
0: Yes, yes. right.
1: And the, the people. I can't, I, the people who struggle for money always struggle for
0: money because
1: they believe that. Mm, True.
0: So can you teach me how to awaken my inner action man? I'm sorry, action hero.
1: (laughs) Well, first of all, start taking these five F's. Now I'm going to give your audience a gift, right? Mm. And that gift is the five F workbook. It helps you go through your process. Now let me just say, let me go back up here. I said gift. That means free, which means I'm not going to charge anything for it. I'm also get this, I'm not even going to take an email address. I'm just going to give you a link to go download this. Today is about giving value rather than taking something from somebody. Today is about value. And mm-hmm. the link is www.corporateactionhero.com slash gift, G-I-F-T. Now, if you go to my website, you're not going to find it there. You have to use the link to get to it because this is just for podcast audiences. So oh, that's awesome. but it's the 5F workbook. Now, here's something else that's cool. On that page, there's going to be several videos on there that will reinforce the five Fs. But if you want to awaken your interaction hero, start putting Mm -hmm. the five Fs into action. Because if you start putting the five Fs into action, start stacking your present moments successfully Mm -hmm. and positively, you're going to Mm -hmm. start to see the results which are going to give you that trust, which is going to give you the faith, which is going to give you the outcome. you got to remember that today's choices are tomorrow's outcomes. So
0: make your choices mm-hmm. wise. Yes. Make choices wise. Yes. Well, yeah, from your experience, like from everything you've experienced far in life, how do you make the right choices? Are there how, ways you can say?
1: Well, you know, we all have this innate sense of what feels good and what feels bad. Mm. Right? You know, do I feel this is a good thing? Do I feel this is a bad thing? Right? Yeah. And yes. you make the things that make you feel good. Right? Now, that, does, that doesn't mean drop off into addictions. Because a lot of people will start to eat an excessive amount of pizza because it makes them feel good. Right? (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. Do what is right. You know, do what is right. And right can be many things for many people, but do the things that are positive and outcome will give you the life. Best thing I would say is, first of all, set a goal. But realize that goal is just a just a daydream until you put action behind it in your present moment. Set a positive goal and if you, you know and don't don't set a goal like say you know I want to be financially secure and you know I never want to struggle with debt again, well, that is a statement that says i'm struggling with debt now mm-hmm. you know rather than talk, even think about struggling with debt now, think about I am creating that you know i I, I often tell people I don't believe in affirmations. Mm-hmm. And they say, well, why not? I said, because well, I believe in the present moment very clearly. And the word of affirmation means that I'm shoring something up that's not solid. Yeah. Right? I'm putting bracers. I'm affirming it to make sure it's going to stay up. I believe in mm-hmm. declarations. I believe I just declare what I'm going to get and believe I'm going to get it. And I get it. That's mm-hmm. why I get everything I've ever asked for in my life. You know? Mm-hmm. And so when it comes down to wanting to achieve something in your life, you, it really comes down to you. Declaring it. You know, when you're after going to ha- back to affirmations, if I was a 400-pound man, mm. I cannot literally believe when I say the words, I am a thin man because <laughs> I still can't yeah. see my shoes, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I can't yeah. see my shoes. But <clears throat> I can in this moment say I am eating in a more healthy way I am walking an extra hundred paces today. I am enjoying the weight coming off of my body. Mm. Those are very present moment and active statement towards a a positive outcome. I am a thin man can't ever come to fruition because you can't believe it. Mm. It's not of a believable statement. You can't put faith behind that because you can't see your shoes. It's the Mm. same thing with any aspect of your life. Break it down to the smallest things. I am creating a new experience. I am, a, I am becoming a stuntman. I am becoming a stuntman is very different from I am a stuntman. Yeah. Right? I am becoming. That's I am true. creating. I am enjoying. Active, mm. present moments, words. Your life is motion. And motion, if you think about water as it's flowing downhill, when it's in motion, it's full of oxygen. It's full of life. It's very healthy water. Mm. That same water, when it comes to the bottom of the mountain, it goes into a puddle and becomes stagnant. Becomes poisonous and the bugs start to lay their eggs in it, it becomes a mire. Right? Mm. Yes. And the only thing that changed between coming down that hill and going to that puddle is motion. Right? Mm. So you have to be constant motion. If you r- achieve a goal, your job is to create another goal. Mm. Your job is to is to move to the next thing. Yes. Because if the second you decide to stop, you're done. Yeah.
0: You're right. You're right. So now, now I have this goal in mind. I'm putting actions into it and I'm making declarations. But, you know, just like fear, there are also like these um, self-defeating beliefs that come through our mind. So how can we break out of these self-defeating beliefs?
1: Self-defeating beliefs are just another fear. Just mm. l- literally just label it as fear. And actually, uh, self-defeating beliefs is the fear of not being loved. Hmm. right? Because somebody in the past said, well, you, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. And you really wanted their acceptance when they said it. Yeah. And so you really wanted their love. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's interesting it's- because I, I say for the most part, there's really only one fear, and it is the fear of not being loved in some form. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and and people associate, you know, a monetary number with success, but what they really are saying is my power is in my success, and my power is where I feel loved. Mm-hmm. Right? And people say, well, how is, how is the fear of death, uh, the fear of not being loved? Well, the, there's an entire solilo- soliloquy in Shakespeare called To Be or Not to Be, <laughs> right? And the whole premise of that speech is that the guy won't, take, won't commit suicide because he's afraid that the other side is not going to be a loving experience. Mm. He's afraid it's going to be a negative experience. Yeah. So the fear of death is afraid of hell, afraid of the negative. Mm-hmm. And, and so self-defeating talk, it's the same process, five Fs. When you find yourself in a negative state, which is self-defeating talk, mm-hmm. exhale, refocus. Because your subconscious mind is, is altered by its habits. Okay? And self-defeating talk is a habit. It's a havoc of lack of self-confidence. Yes. And... That fear is just like every other fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to go, no. And over time, you know, they say 21 days creates habit. You, if you can do this for three weeks, just keep catching what you're saying. And this is the key. Catch what you are saying about your present moment. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause that, that self-defeating talk is you saying something about your present moment. Yeah. Right. I can't do this. Yes. Uh, Oh, my God, I'm not smart enough. Self-defeating talk. All that is is you. I am, quote, quote, not smart enough. Mm. I am not able. I Mm. can't means I am not able, right? Mm. And Mm. Henry Ford said whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. Mm. And the reason he said that is because it's where you put your faith and belief. Mm. And so you have to realize of the five Fs, they're not linear. You're constantly readdressing your fears. Because it is the number one most prevalent thing that's going to
0: hinder you from getting your goal. Yes, that's true. That's true. That, that's why I encourage um positive mirror talk also. Like, um, you know, there are a lot of, you know, these self-defeating beliefs that we have from people that we've looked up to like that, tell us, oh, you can't do this or you can't achieve this. So, me looking at myself in the mirror and telling myself, no, you, you can't do it. Or, no, sorry, yes, you can do it. Or, oh, you can achieve this. No, that is a lie, for example. That's the way I'm able to, you know, maybe reverse that, you know, those beliefs, those um, um, bad thoughts or negative thoughts in my mind. Shifting the positive.
1: Look in that mirror ex- and say, I am becoming a exactly. stuntman. I am becoming a successful actor. Ex- I am finding exactly. a loving soulmate.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Just as you say, that's that's awesome. Thank you so much for that. You're quite points. welcome. <laughs> so on on your website, um I was reading about the awesome works That you've done and the awesome way you give back to the society like for example um you helped to fund the american cancer society and um you also have a lot of awesome works that you do like to give back to give back to people like you said giving value giving value all the time so can you tell me more about what you do with your corporation what you do with um corporate um, action hero and um how can people you know be involved also in what you do
1: well look The word action means create motion, start momentum, or to do something. And the word hero is someone who achieves extraordinary results in service of others. And so I believe wholeheartedly in living my life that way. And if I can find some way to leverage my platform to help somebody else, I do it. So uh, when I did the USO tours, I very specifically asked us, when we were in Africa to take us to the, the local orphanage so we could do something for them. When we, went, yes. we were in Afghanistan, I said, take me to the hospital so I can work with the Afghan children. When I was uh, – when I I had a – my show was very popular, my hack and slash show. And so well we have this giant hack and slash show, how can we leverage it? And so we put together the biggest charity event in Baltimore, which funded mm-hmm. – um, over 16 global clean water projects. It mm-hmm. collected over 20 tons of food and co- clothing for local homeless shelters. It sent wow. two kids to make a wish for, um, to, to Disneyland with make a wish. Mm. Um, yeah. and it was like, we just kept leveraging. So what I do now is, um, well, over the, you know, since COVID, of course, not much has been going on. because <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's taking together <coughs> their own stuff. But for me, um, yeah. um, the way, you get it, the way you find out about me and the, and the things that I'm doing, really, is go to corporateactionhero.com, and mm. I have a video blog on there, a vlog, and then I have – that vlog, by the way, is a piece of daily motivation. So if you just yeah. want a, a piece of – a couple-minute piece of motivation every day, that vlog is it. If you don't want to go to my website to get – those videos are all on YouTube under Corporate Action mm. Hero. Uh, mm-hmm. I have them on. I put them on Twitter. I put them on Facebook. The corporate you search corporate action area. You'll find me everywhere, Um, yeah. and you'll see what I'm doing because I'm 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 very vocal about what I'm doing at the time.
0: Yes, and also you have podcasts Also, one of them is um, the in action, in action hero, for example. The interaction hero. Yes. Yeah, in action. Yes. No, and you no, also not,
1: have not the in action hero, the inner <laughs> action hero.
0: <laughs> in action you <either>. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's an entirely different podcast. The in action <laughs> that's, that's the one where I sit on a chair and I just drink the whole time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the, thanks so much for your comment. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And and yeah. if
1: and if any of your people are interested in my more spiritual podcast, it's called Spirit mm. Cafe Podcast. And it's, it's me and one other person discussing all whole range of spiritual thoughts and topics and we'd love to get if anybody's interested in spirituality give us some mm-hmm. topic ideas because we're always looking for new things to to see what we
0: believe about them yes that's awesome i'm going to place all of these links in the show notes for this episode so everyone i, I will encourage everyone to click on them to check them out especially the, the videos the videos are really nice i was watching them on your website oh. um for, from youtube embedded videos in your on your website and just three minutes two minutes five minutes very short but we're filled with you know words of motivation and yeah, for success. That's, 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 awesome. that's
1: the goal is to give just because nobody wants to watch an hour long thing every day but couple, mm. just a couple of minutes to go oh this is something for me to ponder today. Something yes. me to think about
0: today. Yeah, That's kind of yes. the goal. That's true. So. Yes. So as, as a last question I would love to know like if you could reflect back um, what would you say is the moment in your life that was pivotal in all that you've achieved? The was it gr- on a sick bed or what was that moment? The greatest moment of my life was the moment my back broke, and mm.
1: and, I, and because I saw so many different things in that moment, I th- from that moment spawned everything else the rest of my life, my five Fs mm. and my achievements. But mm. also, when my back broke, I suddenly saw the love from my friends and family surround me. I saw, right. I saw so much more, um, how the world thought of me, mm. and so how people cared, and. That moment when the back broke, you know, everybody, everybody thinks, oh, my God, that must have been terrible. At the moment, sure, it was. But when I think mm-hmm. back, everything else the rest of my life was colored by that moment. Mm-hmm. And the reason I can't have done everything I've ever done is because of that moment. So that's, yeah. that is the key pivotal moment of my life.
0: Yeah! Wow, that's awesome. And that's, you know, redirected your life or made you, you know, become who you are today. And we are thankful for that. I'm pretty thankful for it, too. <laughs> I'm also glad that I'm still walking. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. Wow. Wow, you made it to the very end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'm grateful for your time, your love, and your contributions. Subscribe, like, review, and share this podcast. God bless you. Bye.